we're going to go to the Law of One, Session 64, uh, received July 26, 1981. Um, here we have uh, not such a long session, 21 exchanges on a variety of topics, some that Ra would call transient information, like Bigfoot, and some that are actually quite significant in terms of uh, healing <clears throat> and the difference between, or, or the relationship between, medic, you know, mainstream allopathic healing, Western pharmaceuticals, and all of, you know, what a doctor may do, and uh, working through karma, releasing karma, and how healing is self-healing, no matter what's the format, uh, and so some some other principles about balancing that are important. So let's go in. Law of One, Session 64, Ra's greeting, a little bit in brackets. I am Ra. I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. We communicate now. And as always, Don asks first about Carla. Could you first tell me the condition of the instrument? Ra says, it is as previously stated, with the exception of a transitory distortion lessening the free flow of vital energy. Remember, vital energy is a kind of combined mind-body-spirit, um, <clears throat> you know, integration um, that is above physical energy and can power the body uh, that may be strong while the uh, while the physical energy is weak, and it very much has to do with uh, appreciation of light or sense of um, appreciation of beauty and that come that leads to some joy and that's sometimes called elan vital in french um, kind of western metaphysics of the 19th century um, kind of the spirit of life and um, basic energy of vitality um, that 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 includes all functions or or touches all functions of our being and so there's this transitory distortion lessening that Don asks what it is. <clears throat> what is the transitory distortion? 64.2. Ra says it's marginal information, meaning it's not that important. So Ra didn't consider it even important enough to answer, even if it's not an, um, not breaking free will. Don pick up, picks up on that and says then we won't question on it. 64.3. He goes on. I would like to ask first about a mistake that I believe I might have made in the last session on the number of wanderers on Earth today. Did I make an error? And um, it wasn't Don's error. Ra said, you and Ra made an error. <laughs> it doesn't say you and me. You and Ra made an error. The appropriate number of your ciphers is one less than previously stated. This was session 63, question 10. Actually, Don did make a mistake, I guess. He said, I think you, this is 63.10. He thought there were 600 million wanderers <clears throat> Ra said it was appropriate, approximately correct. Actually, the number was 60 million, not 600. Now, <clears throat> as I've said before, this would be total wanderers of 4th and 5th and 6th density positive origin. Planets 4th, 5th, 6th density positive in the Confederation. Uh, today, 35 years later, what's the number? 100 million? Maybe, probably not much more. What's the percentage? 1.5% of Earth humanity? Maybe, something like that. And it's difficult to realize, I mean, you know, because every place you might go where people are um, has a certain bias. If you go to a sports stadium, you're going to find one and a half wanderers, one or two after out of every hundred. Maybe not, because would wander, how many wanderers would normally go there? maybe fewer than ordinary folks but uh, again it's it's a point worth reflecting upon that uh, we are really in a minority here <laughs> there really are not many people who are wanderers on earth today one or two out of a hundred and most places one would go one could hardly find any and that is a natural understandable cause or trigger to feel uh, alienation, uh, isolation, 
um, even desolation <laughs> or deep loneliness which is very common for wanderers and in the last session Ra indicates that um, that that number 60 million or whatever 100 million today doesn't include the harvestable third density or really already harvested fourth density wanderers coming to the planet for fourth density experience meaning the double bodied um, so it doesn't include double bodied but Ross said the number was not even yet not even yet in excess of 35,000 so what's that number today 100,000 500,000 it's not much so I think there's overstating in the new age community of the number of crystal children indigo children and all that and they're not always children so it's a silly term to say call them children because they grow up and uh, the number really is small so new age folks that have never been uh, don't have a great reputation for uh, advanced wisdom today um, I think generally overstate and inflate the number of spiritual people spiritually minded wanderers on earth and the number of double bodied uh, fourth density wanderers uh, on earth uh, the numbers are very small and that's a logoic decision why why not more well i guess it's you know related to the karma of the majority of the souls here the 98 <clears> percent 3d repeaters or at least 3d natives souls that are not from elsewhere are not from higher dimensions even though higher self of all is late sixth density and all is god and all beings you know are focus focusing of the logos yeah sure our beingness our our essential identity is the same but in time and space, some are old souls, and some, and most here are not. Um, it's we really are um, very uh, much in a minority, and that's um, important point to reflect on also. So sixty-four, uh, four. Don says, could you explain the basic principles behind the ritual which we perform to initiate the contact, this is walking the circle of one, and what I would call the basic white magical rituals, principles of protection and other principles. Could you please do this? Now, uh, I myself, I'm more on the mystic path than the magical. The mystic path could be considered you know, the way to higher self, love over wisdom, or surrender to one rather than wisdom over love, or um, persistent use of mind and intellect to structure uh, practice and the ways of realization. They're different. Magical path is more the occultist, and Bailey, Alice Bailey talked about the occultist versus the mystic. So I'm not um, in line with this way. Uh, so I have my own bias. Ra answers, Due to your avenue of question, we perceive the appropriateness of inclusion of the cause of this instrument's transitory vital energy distortion. The cause is a bias towards the yearning for expression of devotion to the one creator in group worship. Uh, Three more paragraphs to explain. Ra goes on. This entity, Carla, was yearning for this protection, both consciously, in that it responds to the accoutrements of this expression, the ritual, the colors, and their meanings, as given by the distortion system of what you call the church, the song of praise, and the combined prayers of thanksgiving, and, most of all, that which may be seen to be most centrally magical, the intake of that food which is not of this dimension, but has been transmuted into metaphysical nourishment in what this distortion of expression calls the Holy Communion, the wafer, Catholic rite. <clears throat> the subconscious reason, it being the stronger for this yearning, <clears throat> was the awareness that such expression is, when appreciated by an entity, as the transmutation into the, one pr- into the presence of the One Creator, a great protection of the entity as it moves in the path of service to others. 
the principle behind any ritual of the white magical nature is to so configure the stimuli which reach down into the trunk of mind that this arrangement causes the generation of disciplined and purified emotion or love which then may be both protection and the key to the gateway to intelligent infinity <clears throat> so this is really an excellent uh, summary of the principles the metaphysical principles of white magic as they help the being on the path of soul evolution on the positive path that's why it's called white magic and um, this is how it goes that mm, the occultist the white magic worker uh, continues development on their path which is a bit distinct from the mystic who goes into samadhi silence of mind uh, and then surrenders grasping like in Buddhism uh, to realize gnosis to realize uh, unity or um, freedom from objectifications or freedom from differentiations and the nature of reality beyond illusion now Ra indicates that the cause of her transitory short-term vital energy distortion weakness limit was her yearning for expressing devotion to God <laughs> to the one creator in group worship how can that lead to a, a transitory vital energy distortion well perhaps uh, there was a frustration of that yearning because she was going into trance or she had wanted something other than total surrender in the beginning of the group situation or um, she was at home in the days before and she was too sick to go out and she wanted to but she couldn't perhaps that anyway Ra, ex Ra explains that she was yearning for this protection <clears throat> so the expression of devotion to the one creator as protection and as a key to the gateway to intelligent infinity the gateway you know intelligent infinity is uh, akin to seventh chakra seventh density as the gateway density the bridge between this octave and the next <clears throat> the bridge between the seven dimensional self and the logos the gate the key to that gateway is activation of sixth chakra or the linkage between sixth chakra and seventh chakra seventh is the gateway the uh, key to the gateway is opening the gateway or uh, allowing free passage of energy and therefore awareness through the gateway uh, and that as far as I understand is basically six seventh chakra linkage and that would be um, you know create established or strengthened by successful white magic ritual so she was yearning for expression of devotion to express her love of the one creator of God perhaps it was frustrated that expression of devotion or expressed devotion uh, is protective uh, and Ra was explaining that she was yearning consciously and unconsciously uh, conscious yearning to express her love of God or devotion her yearning <clears throat> for devotion which is protective was both a conscious and an unconscious yearning the conscious portion was that she was <clears throat> responding to the ritual items uh, around her or um, what was done in the church that she wasn't able to perhaps participate in such as the ritual the colors their meanings song of praise uh, combined prayers of thanksgiving uh, and then um, taking Holy Communion now for people like us or me who are not churchgoers as she was um, in her own community in her own way uh, <clears throat> we may not appreciate this uh, meaning for me I may be fixated on the distortions of the institution of the uh, participants 
of the priests, of the hierarchy, of their history. Uh, but she was not. <laughs> she was, uh, I assume, uh, seeing the <clears throat> the sanctity uh, of the deeper meanings and deeper processes uh, at work. So despite the distortions of the history of each church and the current leadership and their Illuminati black magic uh, infiltration and the immaturity or hypocrisy of the followers, many, and a thousand um, valid criticisms, yeah, still, uh, the, the ritual um, offers um, a path um, or in a way back to consciousness of, of God and, and gratitude, pure gratitude and joy at, at the one creation and its source. So um, one can find truth in lies, one can find sanctity uh, you know, e <clears throat> even in, in a distorted situation, um, if one is focused on uh, where, you know, where's the purity? And the original intention, I assume, of these church activities, like the ritual, and the praise, and the prayers, and the Holy Communion, uh, the origins um, are are right and good, it seems, or they may be they may be transformed by a purified approach. It's it's um, how we appreciate their potential more than um, the background historically or socially uh, of of the group um, the group phenomenon or the group in, in question. So, it's very subtle. Anyway, Ra's explaining that the most centrally magical portion of that ritual is the intake of the food, which is not of this dimension, the holy wafer. I, I mean, to me, to call anything holy is a little bit <laughs> pompous. You know, the holy land of Israel. Oh, really? So, uh, it, it's, its potential is holy. It's its um, highest trans transformation or its highest potentials are holy, but of course everything is holy, <laughs> and the question is, can we see it? When the key, you know, when the gateway to intelligent infinity is open, then we see, you know, <laughs> all is God, not just in the church, but the cup and the and the leaf, you know, and the wall, uh, and and the human even. So, Ra is explaining the metaphysical basis of the communion, the transmutation of food that isn't of this dimension into a metaphysical nourishment, uh, and how that um, is a portion of, of the sanctity of the ritual, at best. Subconsciously, she was yearning for uh, she said that Ra said the subconscious reason it being the stronger for this yearning meaning the stronger yearning uh, beyond perhaps her desire to participate in church ritual prayer thanksgiving song and holy communion <clears throat> was was um, what the awareness that such expression is when appreciated by an entity as transmutation into the presence of the one creator, a great protection. Maybe she was yearning for protection. Uh, maybe she she felt that she had to go to church to get that protection, or she had to participate in the ritual to be protected. Uh, or she was longing for the presence of the one creator. This longing is really, you know, God is not outside. God is everywhere. <clears throat> inside outside and I don't know I just you know this is a very western uh, approach and she was and Don was and I'm not so I'm not the best um, explainer of this perspective uh, <clears throat> the presence of the one creator um, known fully would be called infinity so Blake 
who was a little bit more of an Eastern mystic and somewhat of an anti-Christian, William Blake, said, it was his phrase, when the doors of perception are cleansed, you know, man would see world or life or reality as it is, which is infinite. And so cleansing the doors of perception is the purification of mind and intention, freedom from all blockage and fetters, and then one sees infinity here. This is the presence of the one creator. With no with with without the phrase, I'm seeing the presence of the one creator. Meaning there isn't sense of there's me here and the one creator here too, but there's infinity. That's a different perspective. It's more Eastern. But <clears throat> that that realization uh, is itself protective and protective as we continue on the path. It's, it's God-centered living, as a Christian would say. Or, in Buddhism, it's very different. It's, Buddhism is basically uh, morality <coughs> supporting samadhi concentration, uh, the eightfold, Noble Eightfold Path in Buddhism, uh, particularly right action, right speech, right view, and right meditation, concentration, and mindfulness leading to um, freedom from illusion. So freedom from illusion could be seen as the Eastern fulfillment of the Western goal of um, realizing the presence of the One Creator. Different, different terminology. <clears throat> but what's the basis, what's the basic principle of white magic? And Ra, you know, like any great master, <laughs> explains it from the completed uh, perspective of one who has used it and has come out the other side uh, into unit of consciousness, because that's what Ra knows, is um, uh, unification of self, the unified self, not the separative self, self as unity unity of all being true identity. Now there's greater identity than that, but that's another matter. Ra is explaining the principle behind any, any white magical ritual is one, to configure stimuli, and that's, that's um, the particular performance of behavior in the ritual. The clothing, the gesture, the uh, incense, the uh, magic circle, uh, the walking, the speaking, you know, all the performance of physical and verbal action, and, and even breath and thought, whatever else is done. This is configuring stimuli or matter or energy, which by that configuration may reach down to the trunk of mind, meaning go to the depths of one's beingness through mind sensitivity, mind sentient awareness of that configuration. So that that awareness of that configuration or that arrangement uh, causes the generation or generates or is a cause for generation of disciplined and purified emotion which equals love. Love. Now how many people in their Wiccan communities uh, are doing their ritual so that, and, and as the result, they feel love. I don't know. But it doesn't seem to me that, that love is the goal for them. Or love, I don't know. I'm not part of that situation. But <clears throat> the, you know, um, I have lots of disinterest <laughs> and doubt about white magic in general. I mean, most people go black, as far as I've seen. But um, we can see that raw is uh, not an Illuminist or not a negative entity uh, because <laughs> the purpose for which uh, ritualistic behavior is, uh, is performed is a configuration of the outer which uh, reflects and touches deep mind uh, configuration or deep mind um, recognition that leads to love. What is love? Love is what Ra calls a disciplined and purified emotion. At one point, Ra said, for the balanced entity, the only emotion is love. So there's distorted or impure emotion, the undisciplined and impure or distorted emotionality or emotionalism 
is not love. It's basically anger, aversion, complex, hostility, impatience, frustration, irritation, and so on. Or sorrow, complex of grief, self-pity, hopelessness, depression, discouragement, mm, anomie, and uh, fear, uh, you know, mm, panic, scared, um, of aversion, avoidance, really. Uh, withdrawal. Um, these are considered, seems, undisciplined, impure, or non-purified, distorted emotional, emotional, emotional life, emotional emotionality. Then love is purified emotion, which is disciplined. Love as disciplined emotion. That's very interesting. A disciplined mind produces only one emotion: love. But that love doesn't mean like. And it doesn't exclude uh, righteous anger, Yeshua in the temple. So, uh, but Ra puts this as the, I think, the primary goal of white magical ritual, the generation of love, which then may be both protection and a key to opening the gateway to infinity, which is really the higher levels of the kundalini process from uh, the head chakras, the spirit complex, six chakra, seven. And having that uh, linkage um, in integrated in the whole seven chakra energy circuit. So, uh, can one generate love without white magical ritual? Of course. <laughs> can one generate love in mindfulness meditation? Sure. If one is truly non-grasping, yeah, and the Brahma Viharas in Buddhism, and all you know, countless yogic practices too. The, the 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 critical matter, the critical, the critical achievement is love, and that's what separates the positive from the negative path. And you know, we can be impressed with somebody's strength or their intellect, but um, I think the critical determinant of who they are, what they're becoming, and how we ought to be with them is the degree to which they live in love. What is love? <laughs> you need to figure that out yourself. 64.5, moving to another another uh, aspect here. Don asks, can you tell me why the slight error made in the ritual starting this communication, meaning the raw contact two sessions ago, allowed the intrusion of one Orion-affiliated entity and Ra explains, 64.5, this contact is narrowband and its preconditions precise. The other self offering its service in the negative path also is possessed of the skill of the swordsman. You deal in this contact with, shall we say, forces of great intensity poured into a vessel as delicate as a snowflake and as crystalline. The smallest of lapses may disturb the regularity of this pattern of energies, which forms the channel for these transmissions. We may note, for your information, that our pause was due to the necessity of being quite sure that the mind-body-spirit complex of the instrument was safely in the proper light configuration or density before we dealt with this situation. Far better would it be to allow the shell to become unviable than to allow the mind-body-spirit complex to be, shall we say, misplaced. <laughs> now that is a very serious uh, reply that Don didn't recognize until later. And I actually considered a script that I was going to write about this. Uh, it's a narrowband contact meaning uh, preconditions are precise, meaning the configurations of mind of the group, their integration in purified love wisdom or love light, uh, effected by the ritual, the, the opening ritual, and you know the accoutrements around her, Carla's head, but mainly by their demonstrated group, um, group living together. Uh, their consciousness 
to the degree it was purified of everything, every emotion that's outside of love, or every distortion that's outside of one, um, their consciousness provided or established the energy field through which the contact occurred. The negative entity, other self, uh, Orion, which offers service, meaning all, <laughs> all interaction seen as service, offered its service in the negative path, it has the skill of the swordsman, I mean, it's a very adept, it's a very high-level negative entity. Uh, the raw contact, Ra says, uh, deals with forces of great intensity, six-density power, poured into a vessel, vessel as delicate as a snowflake and as crystalline. The, you know, um, perfection of the crystallinity of the snowflake, of the energy configuration achieved by the group that is a reflection of their purified consciousness that is uh, associated with you know freedom from lower chakra blockage and purified desire to offer themselves in you know love light love wisdom um of to be of service to creation to god to the logos to all beings may all beings be well and happy uh, you know total self-offering uh, which can go to the martyr path, of course. Uh, their totality and purity of self-offering to make this contact happen established this delicate vessel of energy fields, uh, and um, that basically um, uh, that. Uh, that regularity of pattern we're not talking about uh, the smallest of lapses in spoken word in the ritual in walked step in the circle of one regarding or, or related to conflicts they may be having uh, within the group between the three of them during the week or during the time between sessions these types of lapses um, disturb the regularity of this pattern of energies this the, the, this pattern of energies is actually the energies associated or developed by the purity of their intention and um, their demonstrated uh, commitment to love light, love wisdom, um, non-control, um, wisdom in full self-offering and thanksgiving and praise and, and love for the process. Uh, between sessions and during the session and before the session and after the session, that establishes this regularity of, of uh, regularity of pattern of energies, or regularized energy pattern. That pattern or that energy field is the channel. That 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 channel for the transmissions is the regularity of the energy field established by the group. Then, Ra was saying that um, they needed to pause. That may be one, there was a previous session where there was a long pause. Um, they needed to be quite sure that her beingness, her total seven-dimensional self, or six-dimensionally at least, mind-body-spirit complex, Carla of the instrument, was safely in proper light configuration or density. I think that the point is that they move her mind to six-density time-space during the sessions or her total beingness is established in some particular dimensional temporary placement during sessions is it fifth is it six i don't know i think probably six but uh safely in the proper light configuration or density before we dealt with the situation so first they had to the pause was for safely um, moving her <laughs> to make sure that she was safely moved to or dwelling within a proper light configuration or density. And so a light configuration is another term for density. Density may uh, be related to the intensity of light, uh, which is love light, which is light intelligent energy, which is the source of the seven rays. Right? The, the nature of energy is the, the, the nature of energy is light. The nature of seven dimensional energies is light, light love, intelligent energy. 
uh, those seven dimensions or densities are particular light configurations, particular configurations of light. So this is a perfectly integrated systematic metaphysics. Okay, You will not find that from other human channels in general. This is internally consistent. Uh, I don't see this in other human channels. So even, e even their, you know, um, passing um, analogies, they, there, was no, there was no comment on, let's talk about other definitions of density. But they're calling it a, a particular light configuration. Yes, it's a configuration of light. What is that light? That's light love. That's intelligent energy. Yes, that's the source of the seven rays. Yes, the true nature of energy is light. Um, you know, people who can't appreciate the raw material should go elsewhere. It's nice. Go elsewhere. So, this this is this is a masterful rendering of seven-dimensional or uh, cosmic metaphysics. Nothing less. And um, there are very few humans who can appreciate it, and very few wanderers on Earth who can appreciate it. And very few readers of the raw material can appreciate this, actually, also. <laughs> Takes effort, but the reward is, is far greater than the effort. It's far deserving of the effort. And why, why did Ra need to pause so that Carla's mind-body-spirit complex, her total being, really, was made sure to be safely in a proper density? Uh, placed dense, uh, apart from the negative entity, apart from the attack. Uh, why? Because there were two options going on here. <laughs> there were two possible uh, problems that, that could have ensued. One, would, uh, one was allowing her shell to become unviable, meaning she'll die. The body will die on the table. The 3D yellow ray shell would become unviable. She would have died on the table. Not she would die, you see. You see, even this, just a passing little reference to some other topic, Ra's metaphysics is, um, you know, bullseye. No, she wouldn't die on the table. The shell would become unviable. She doesn't die. She continues. The body doesn't even die. The body just becomes unusable and falls back to the elements. You know? <laughs> Ra says, you know, th this, is, this is a master, you know, has... Uh, Countless um, treasures to be on to be to be discovered, you know. Not me, Ra, uh, and Gautama, and Nityananda, you know. Truly um, finished beings um, are are a treasury of of wisdom realization uh, to be discovered, and that, that's 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 how you know this is a true masterful level of uh, transmission, is that. Again, continually, for me at least, continually, I find gems of wisdom, truth, that, that lead to further appreciation uh, of the one creation and creator. Countless treasures. Treasures within treasures. So, she won't die on the table. Her shell would become unviable. What was the other choice? It was actually to a misplacement of her mind-body-spirit complex into a negative density. Actually, that was what the negative entity wished to do, was to lure her away so that she would be uh, stuck in 5D, uh, 5D negative time space and then have to reincarnate in fifth, in fifth density uh, space time. And that's a, Ron will talk about that perhaps later, but that's what, that's what the negative entity really wanted to do. 64.6, could, could you describe or tell me of the rituals or technique used by Ra in seeking in the, distortion, in the direction of service? So Don wants her, you know, what, what types of rituals or techniques did Ra use uh, as they were seeking in the direction of service or seeking their total spiritual transformation? Ra said, this is a long answer, maybe the last for today. Ra said, to speak of that which six-density social memory complexes labor within in order to advance is at best misprision of plain communication. For much is lost in transmission of concept from density to density, and the discussion of six-density is inevitably distorted greatly. However, we shall attempt to speak 
to your query for it is a helpful, helpful one in that it allows us to express once again the total unity of creation. We seek the creator upon a level of shared experience to which you are not privy and rather than surrounding ourselves in light we have become light. Our understanding is that there is no other material except light. Our rituals, as you may call them, are an infinitely subtle continuation of the balancing processes which you are now beginning to experience. We seek now without polarity. Thus we do not invoke any power from without, for our search has become internalized as we become light love and love light. These are the balances we seek, the balances between compassion and wisdom, which more and more allow our understanding of experience to be informed that we may come closer to the unity of the one unity with the one creator which we so joyfully seek. Your rituals at your level of progress contain the concept of polarization, and this is most central at your particular space-time. We may answer further if you have specific queries. Beautiful answer. Uh, so it's much, much understanding naturally will be lost in transmission of concept from density to density. Uh, their awareness of reality is quite different than ours. Six density awareness of reality is unity. And that awareness of unity uh, is what we may call the identity of unified self, or consciousness of unity, or self-consciousness that recognizes me, that recognizes uh, identity as unity, which is light. What is unity? Well, unity is all things that seem to be many represent one field uh, that is, you know, a, an identity or a, a unity, a singularity. The multiplicity is a singularity. The multiplicity of what? Of beings and forms and mind. The multiplicity of energy and matter and consciousness therefore bodies and forms and apparent beings that multiplicity of light in forms uh, in, associated with body and mind that multiplicity is a singularity is a unified being one being or one life but they're not beyond light they're realizing that light is the one um, the one being or their true identity or their identity it's not actually infinity yet so um, the discussion of six density is inevitably distorted greatly but they do a pretty good job to explain it so the query is helpful um, this is basically uh, understanding of seeking beyond polarity, seeking beyond subjectivity, seeking beyond recognition of duality, seeking beyond any, seeking beyond ahamkara, or self-fashioning, or dualism. Uh, Subject-object is fallen away. Um, there's universal subject, universal subjectivity. All you know, I am that I am, like this yet seeking goes on and that's why Gautama Buddha never talked about unity actually never as far as I know uh, in the Pali Canon uh, of uh, 2300 2500 years ago there is no discussion of unity nope no discussion of duality it's a discussion of ignorance versus awakening and awareness of duality um, is associated with ignorance <laughs> and naming activity and Ra is not yet finished with naming activity, meaning the the illusion or ignorance associated with the fashioning of experience by apparently separative mind or consciousness. The resolution of uh, apparently substantial consciousness into its source, which is infinity. Anyway, Ra um, explains that 
it's valuable for them to express this, they can express once again the total unity of creation. They're seeking the creator, seeking uh, the one, or seeking to continue evolving, or seeking source, upon a level of shared experience, meaning it's a collective experience, actually. There is uh, still, an, even though they have the sense of unity, uh, the many being one, there still is a referentiality or relationality. Relationality is not finished yet. That's why they call it shared experience. They're sharing it with themselves, with each other, with the group. There is a sense of sharing which implies uh, dualism, or me and you, or them and, and those that are sharing. It, is, it implies uh, differentiation or multiplicity, obviously. So they understand unity um, not perfectly. <laughs> they understand the unity of form. They don't understand the unity of consciousness or the illusion that consciousness is a dualistic ignorance. Consciousness is born of dualistic illusion. Uh, mental conception is um, the product of ignorance. And the distinction of mental conception or ideation, idea, naming activity, is born of a very fine level ignorance or vidya. Uh, they can see the unity of all form as one, but the unity of all experience as one they have yet to fully realize. So they can see that the apparent multiplicity of form and energy, beings and bodies, nama rupa, uh, particularly rupa, <laughs> that apparent multiplicity of bodies and beings and forms and mind, and even time and space, um, that multiplicity is a unity. But how about the experience, how about the nature of that experience itself? That experience itself represents a dualizing um, conscious uh, ideation or fashioning of experience that is dualistic or referential or relational. Even, you know, that's why they said in seventh density they'll have no memory. There will be no more experience. Experience will be no longer fashioned. So they're, but they're not quite there yet. That's why they talk about shared experience. They're still fashioning experience and they still fashion an experience of sharing. But obviously, we're not privy, or some of us, most of us are not privy. Um, they don't surround themselves in light, they have become light. Now, this is not simply their level. This is also our reality to the extent that we've purified one through six, or one through seven. Meaning, to the extent that there's Shiva Shakti union, or a, a completed circuit, or an unobstructed circuit, from root, root chakra base to crown chakra, sashrara, seventh ray, seventh chakra, to the extent that that channel is unobstructed, we can understand that we are light now, too. We have become light. Well, we can say we are light, too. We, they have become light, meaning they have come to realize that their <clears throat> form nature is simply light, which is intelligent energy, uh, the source of energy, uh, the source of seven, you know, differentiated energy. They don't surround themselves in light, meaning there isn't a dualistic fashioned experience. They don't have the experience, which is fashioned by mind, of needing to surround themselves with light, meaning I'm here and there's light there and I'm going to put it around me. This is uh, <clears throat> deeper on the level of ignorance. Uh, <clears throat> light is not separate from the self or our identity. Oh, a visitor. Ha uh ha. -huh. One bird came real close. Uh, light is not light is not outside identity. Identity is unity. The true identity is unity. And the nature of all energy is light. And so that identity is the nature of, of the substance that we're living in or by which we're fashioning experience, which is light which is the source of, you know, energy fields, or mind. Mind itself is, is a differentiation of light. Consciousness itself is a differentiation of light. And, and all there is in the seven dimensions are differentiations of light. So, 
they don't need to surround themselves in light, they don't need to seek love and light, but they're in the process of realizing they are light, <clears throat> meaning they're, the identity of their true being is the source of energy, or is intelligent energy, or is light love, love light. But the question is, who's the we? <laughs> the we has not yet been um, unpacked or seen through. They say their understanding is that there's no other material except light. Light is material. Ra said, you're not living in a material universe, you are dancing thoughts. So, is that contradictory? Yes and no. <clears throat> Ra said, you're not living in a material universe, you are dancing thoughts. Session one. In the re-listened, actually. And so, <clears throat> there is not a material universe, or the material universe is light. Okay. We, uh, so if the material universe is really light, you see, what is material? Material means biological, you know, flesh body, 3D shell, uh, materiality, which is what? It's, you can say, a precipitation of energy fields, okay? So you have, you know, coarse or gross matter, which we call physical body, or physical matter, the four elements, earth, water, air, fire, okay? Uh, then we have subtle matter, which is like what? Astral substance, astral, astral body? Sure, okay, that's 3D times space. That's another form of matter or energy. It's, it's 3D energy rather than 3D physical coarse matter. But uh, that's what we call material. But how about mind? Um, is mind material? No. <laughs> mind is also another form of energy. So physical coarse matter, meaning what's dense of the four elements, really, is a, is a form of energy or manifestation of energy fields. Those energy fields are non-physical, non-material. Mind also is the product of energy fields. And Ra is saying there is no other material, there is no other substance to both physical matter and non-physical energy fields, including mind, other than light. And that's the systematic view that uh, intelligent energy gives rise to the seven rays. Right? The nature of energy is light. We're all set. And the origin of that light is the action of free will upon love by infinity, by one intelligent, one infinite creator. So the nature of energy is light, the nature of matter is light. This apparently material universe, which is really just what we see with our 3D space-time perception anyway, which is not much of anything, right? With our 3D body and our little eyes and our little nose and our little mouth and our little ears, uh, we perceive, conceive a material universe. That material universe uh, is um, a, a manifestation of energy fields that are not visible. But both the material universe and the energy fields that are not visible um, are of the nature of light. They are differentiations of uh, intelligent energy. Love, light, light, love. The seven comes out of the one. Yeah, actually by way of the three. And so, uh, but Ra said, you're not living in a material universe. Ra didn't say you are light. <laughs> Ra said, you're not living in a material universe. Okay, obviously it's, uh, it's light. It's, it's just, you know, it's like, is it a wave or is it water? Well, it's, a wa it's water in the form of a wave. It's H2O, it's molecules, or the substance of water, in the form of a wave. So materiality is the wave form of its substantial nature, or its nature which is light. So all beings and all bodies and all minds are differentiations or forms of light. Uh, waves in the ocean are the forms of water, and water is essentially H2O, molecular. Right. So uh, the substance is water. Its differentiation uh, gives is is of the form of a wave. All beings and all matter are ultimately like waves on the ocean, the ocean of intelligent energy. And so what we're perceiving are forms of light. Uh, you are dancing thoughts means actually that um, you are vibrating consciousness. 
your identity or our identity or one higher level. It's not the end. You know, they're not finished. <laughs> they are senior students to Gautama and Nityananda. These are senior students speaking. And I am a uh, uh, humble, uh, unworthy uh, translator of the senior students of the great ones like Nityananda and Gautama. But the senior student says, um, you are dancing thought, meaning uh, your deeper level identity or our, our, their understanding of identity, that is a deeper level of, our, of identity than we have currently, is that we are dancing thoughts. Well, what is that? That's the, that's the unified self level of identity. Yeah, you can say we are. You're not dancing thought. You're not. You're not living in a material universe. Uh, you're. You are dancing thoughts. You. The material universe is a light universe, or all of materiality are basically um, impermanent forms of light. Okay, insubstantial. Uh, anatta. <laughs> uh, impermanent. Anicca always transitory, always changing, and it's a, a dissatisfactory or a stressful, yeah, there, that apparent materiality whose real nature is light, which is uh, impermanent and insubstantial materially, but um, substantial uh, lumin luminosity, <laughs> by luminosity, by intelligent energy, um, Within that, we may understand unity, uh, unitive identity as dancing thoughts, which is vibrating consciousness. Um, materiality is insubstantial, or it's ultimately light. Identity is fashioned by um, restlessness <laughs> and, um, and conception. And that's the, those are the, 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 the latter fetters in Buddhism, the ten fetters. You have ten is avidya, ignorance, nine is restlessness, and eight is, is self-conceit, which is a formation of identity by mind, by thinking. Ahamkara, in the Ramana Maharshi system, I'd say, eye-making. So our sense of identity itself is born of ignorance, and uh, ignorance and, and restlessness, and that's the dancing thought. Um, and the Logos is no longer dancing and no longer thinking. Intelligent Infinity has finished dancing. It's the Lord of the Dance. <laughs> it's the Piper calling the dance. The dance of the octave. The dance of the seven-dimensional creation uh, of that, you know, whose nature is light that differentiates into energy and matter and mind and, and consciousness. Um, whose nature is light, whose, you know, whose deeper nature is love. The nature of light is love. Um... You know, which is essentially just um, a vibratory manifestation uh, in temporary form of infinity. Then Ra says their rituals are infinitely subtle continuation of balancing processes which we're doing. Um, balancing, we balance love, wisdom, or internalizing the polarity of your dimension where you find impatience, find patience. You know, when I'm upset, find my not upset. When I'm freaked out, find the place within or find the vibration of mind that is the counter uh, you know the polarity to that that is well because the moment contains love in any moment the mind may vibrate love yeah you may manifest love or feel acceptance or move to acceptance and feel love uh, and be and be well again and that's the balancing their development of that is infinitely subtle or it's a continuation that's infinitely subtle. Uh, it's a very subtle working they're doing, actually. But they're seeking without polarity. <clears throat> and to the extent that we understand that polarity is also um, insubstantial, um, we may also be seeking without polarity. Um, but <laughs> uh, in terms of daily life, we've got to be clear about our intentions. <laughs> you can imagine that you're beyond polarity and do negative action. That's called that's one called Zen sickness, actually. So the Buddhists know about this stuff very well already. <laughs> you know, it's like you walk up the mountain, you walk up the mountain, you say, my God, there's nobody here. It's amazing. And you turn the corner and there you see a little hut. And there's a recluse 
who's been there all his life and you say you've been here all your life he says of course I've been waiting for you or welcome <laughs> so Buddhists have covered this ground uh, for the last 2,000 years seeking without polarity seeking beyond seeking seeking beyond selfhood seeking beyond awakening into awakening thus Ross says we don't invoke any power from without <clears throat> because they realize that all is one and that one is there's no self outside the one that's the point there's no identity we have no identity it's impossible for identity to exist outside that one that one is all therefore identity is therein too <clears throat> and actually even identity needs to fall away well identity is a fashioned grasping and a vidya of course so eventually there's no need for identification relationality or referentiality or naming activity falls away fashioning is ended there's no there's, there's you know there is fusion into infinity infinity is identity has passed but <laughs> they're not there so they say they don't invoke any power from without because uh, they say our searches become internalized uh, <clears throat> even that bespeaks dualism of course I internal external there is no internal external but there's certainly you can say they don't invoke any power from what we had perceived to be an external because we realize there is no external and internal it's all one field I is this one field I is this one field I is this one field so they have become light love and love light or they have come to realize uh, love light light love intelligent energy is all there is yeah in the whole octave that's all there is <clears throat> and that's the water that differentiates into countless waves and currents um, you know with different temperatures and different configurations and this and that so their search has become internalized is just a way of putting it uh, an introductory way their search has become non-referential non-relational they're they're not searching outside or inside they're not even searching they're actually uh, unfolding or uh, shedding or dissolving all concretion of fashioning in mind to realize what is which is um, true nature beyond even the need for identity these are the balances we seek the balances between compassion and wisdom which is what we do too which more and more allow our understanding to experience understanding of experience or their fashioning of experience to be informed um, to be formed by love wisdom to be formed by perfect balance that's the ending of restlessness say you know if you if you end restlessness you end self-conceit you end the fashioning of identity when you end restlessness and then you pull you pull out of uh, vidya then they come closer and closer to the unity with the one creator which we so joyfully seek um, you know joy also is um, ditched um, by the, the completed ones the completed ones are beyond joy they're beyond fashioned um, cognition that's the point they no longer fashion experience and so Ra is learning that, I guess. Ra said, your rituals at your level of progress contain the concept of polarization, and it's most central at your particular space-time. Um, yes, meaning we do have to be careful, <laughs> you know, that we don't hurt anybody or ourselves. <clears throat> um, and so polarity is a useful concept. It's a concept. It's not a reality. But, um, you know, water is the only reality of the ocean and yet the concepts of waves or wa the appearance of a wave visually you know we, we visualize we by vision we see something that we conceive and conceptualize to be a wave the concept comes from the perception the perception comes from limited mechanism when the mechanism is not limited the perceptions are unlimited then the conceptions fall away and then there's no more conceptualizing and there's no more fashioning of experience so, if you're still breathing, it's good. We may answer your questions if you have further queries, or we answer further if you have specific queries, but next time we'll pick that up. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, when they say light, 
they mean um, they basically mean vibration. They basically, in Buddhism, ninth fetter restlessness. Uh, they mean dancing. When they say dancing thoughts, they mean vibration or movement or some kind of um, creation of of potential, polarity. The polarity of light is its vibration or its um, its active its active nature, which gives rise then to the seven rays. You see, the seven rays come out of intelligent energy, which is light, which is light love. So light love is love light, is intelligent energy, or is sometimes just called light. And it's not visible light, yes. Visible light, you know, is some kind of 3D manifestation. Um, but I guess there's no better word. <laughs> you can say vibration. You see, it's light itself is not substance. You know, if we talk about the substance of matter, the true nature of matter or energy fields, calling it light doesn't mean that that light is actually a thing. That 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 light is actually the vibratory nature uh, of all that precipitates into seven rays. It's basically vibration or or restlessness or an intrinsic polarity that leads to establishing it, it's the establishment of potential from or it's it's kinesis metaphysical essential kinesis versus you know kinetic and potential it's it's actually the kinesis of potential <laughs> meaning the kinetic uh, vibratory um, development of all potential it's infinity um, manifesting as a specific uh, kinetic appearance which would be the seven rays but not visible not physical visible light for sure in Tibetan Buddhism which has also trod this ground very well for for millennia for centuries really millennia perhaps Tibetan Buddhism Vajrayana they they talk about it as the clear light meaning they see they're very clever so they say they're they're saying clear meaning it's not visible it's translucency it's translucent vibration, vibratory translucency. <laughs> okay, vibratory translucence. So next time we'll go to sixty-four-seven, <laughs> and I really will try to complete this session. But this was an important, um, at least for me, um, extended discussion um, of Ra's understanding. Because uh, some people, yeah, some of us, um, have a taste of unity or non-differentiation. And it is valuable, um, you know, as Chong Su said, to leap into the boundless and make it your home. Um, but you've got to be centered in Shila, in morality, in virtue, in sensitivity to other people's needs and their feelings, and not hurt anyone, if we can. It's difficult. <laughs> don't hurt them, don't hurt yourself then samadhi can open to prajna, you know, concentration or peace or stability of mind, silence of mind in a steady state, as Ross said, can open to gnosis, realization, um, the transconceptual, the freedom from dualistic, limited awareness, perception. But um, there are some wanderers who are definitely preparing for seventh density harvest also. And it's helpful to understand the way ahead. Anyway, thank you for being here today. I appreciate this very much. I hope you do too. See you next time and good night.